Are you ready to take action to attain the lifestyle of your dreams? It's a great way to make a lot of money fast, fast, fast. Hey, welcome back to the Clever Investor Show. What's going on, guys? I'm your lucky host, Cody Sperber, the OG Clever Investor. And today we are on the move here in Miami, back in Drew's studio. I'm so excited because this, this is upgraded studio. This is brand new studio. And we are here with probably the most famous network marketer in the game. She's definitely the highest paid network marketer in the health and wellness space. Uh, you've been empowering women for a really long time. You're just a OG in yes. the game. And we are here with the great Stormy Wellington. I'm super excited that you're here. This yes. has been a long time in the making. First of all, I'm very excited to be here. This studio is super sexy. I feel comfortable and I'm excited to have a conversation with you. Yes. And I want to say you could ask me anything you want. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> We're going in, baby. You know, this this podcast is all about making money. Okay. Multiplying your money. Okay. Managing it well and okay. then making it matter. That's like the essence of the podcast. But we have so many great entrepreneurs on here. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to you because... Um, first off, I want to know you, you've, you've been through so much diversity in your life. Like I've watched, I've watched you on for probably about two years now on social and you're just so raw and authentic. You share the wins, the good, the bad, the everything in between. You got, I don't even know how many women following you. Right, lots. Um, and you're empowering a tremendous amount of women of color, which yes. I love that like you're on a mission Yes, and yes. you're relentless. Like you don't miss it a, a day. I think how many times a day do you go live? to your community? To the world on social media, Instagram, I probably go live like six times a day. <laughs> Is that just a muscle you built? Like, were you just like, those are my people. I'm, I'm going to speak to them. Uh, I'm inspired. Or is it like a schedule where you have like a plan? Is it like every hour on the hour no, I hit, I hit no, my social? No, no. So in my mind, um, my, my Instagram page is like my text message or my FaceTime to the world in my mind. And there's a lot of people that watches me that's my students or they're my mentorship program and my community. And I go live showing them what I do for the day because a lot of people, you know, they, they don't do what's taught. They do what's caught. That's what I truly believe. And so I let you live my life with me, whether I'm getting dressed, whether I'm, you know, I'm going to have them clothes, but whether you see me go from waking up to brushing, I brush my teeth on live. I make coffee on live. I work out on live. I meditate on live. I pray on live. I talk on live. So I use live as a way to talk to the world. Mm -hmm. It's a great free strategy uh, to connect with people and to let them know who you are and how much you care. Well, I haven't seen you miss. Thank you. Like you don't miss. Like Thank you're you. Just, you're so consistent. I love that. Thank you. Um, attention, uh, money goes where attention flows. Yeah. And like you got it. Like yep. you grab the attention yep. over everybody. Yep. So let, let's kind of step back though, because I think okay. for people who are tuning into the show that maybe are in real estate or just entrepreneurship and they haven't had a chance to meet you yet, you came through a lot of adversity. You, you were born in New York. You moved to San Francisco. Oh. You end up in Miami. Yeah. Right. So now you now now you're running game out here in Miami. Yeah. You got you look good by Thank the way. You, you look fantastic. Fantastic. We were talking watches earlier. You yeah. got, you, you got, you got great taste. Um, but it wasn't always that way. No. You know, uh, hustler at spirit raised in the streets. Yep. What was that like? Like your brothers raised you, the streets raised you, like yes. you were a stripper for a little while. Yep. How, how did you go through that process and then end up to become the highest paid, most consistent female network marketer in the world? Wow. Well, first of all, I want to say like I'm very grateful for, for my humble beginnings because where I came from has a lot to do with who I am today. 
Um, and I think that's important for everybody to know that. A lot of times we want to just kind of abandon all of who we were. But a lot of what I experienced as a child made me very relentless, made me decide that I, I didn't want to be a victim. And so when I was about, I start when I was about, let's say, 13. Um, I had my first child at the age of 15. Um, but my first time actually being involved in like the street life was at 13 years old. So where most children was home with their moms and their dads, my mom was selling drugs in Jamaica and she left me at 13 with her boyfriend. And um, this is one of my, my my earliest reminders of becoming relentless. So at 13 years old, imagine your water being off at home. Um, you weren't used to that because there was a time where you had a normal, consistent life with at least your mom being there. My mom always was a single mom for the most part. And so I came home one day from school and there was no water. Um, I'm the youngest of all my mother's children. My mom had four kids from four different men. And so day two, day three, you know, day four, no water. Day five, no mom. Nobody's talking about water. But I always was a mature looking young lady. And so I never forget at 13 years old, one of my friends invited me to a strip club. And I went to a strip club and until this very day, I could tell you I had on a black suede skirt set and a, I had a shortcut and I had on this white little tank top shirt and I'm 13 years old. So I know you have children. Yeah. So imagine your 13 12. year old baby in yeah. the strip club. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so um, this man walks up to me and says, hey, if you lift up your skirt, I give you $600. And at first I felt humiliated. I felt, I felt disrespected. I felt disgusting. But when he walked off, I was like, damn, you stupid. You could have got that money. And I'm 13 years old and my mind triggered that thought. Mm. Like you could have got that money, put some groceries in the refrigerator and paid the water bill and turn the water back on. It was day six. I had no water at home. And, and, and long story short, he came back by. He was like, you want them $600? And I'm like, yep, give it to me. He gave me 600 bucks. I lift up my skirt and got $600, $600 to pay my water bill and to put food on, on the table for me and my brother. And that's kind of when I realized that I could make money in the strip club. And it was because of my environment. Um, a lot of my friends were strippers, little girls. So I'm from Miami. Like, I'm talking about Miami, Miami, where everybody sells drugs, strips, that there, does there scams. There was no, uh, like, even regulation or anybody watching the door? Is it like, hey, they, oh, they just no. look so, the other way? So you got to remember, this Miami. I don't know where you from, but where I'm from, you can get anything you want as long as you got some money. So you can get a fake ID. If you know the right person and you're in the right environment, you can get drugs at, at 10 years old. Like, you can get anything Miami's if you're in the streets. Why is Miami so wild? I think the world got a lot of yeah. wild places. It's just yeah. what zip code you live in. Yeah. So you probably didn't live in this mm. side of the zip code we lived in, you know? All so right. that's my youngest reminder of when I had to figure things out. I could have felt victimized. And I don't feel, I don't even pity what I experienced. In, in my mind... My mom was doing the best she could with the wisdom and the knowledge she knew. So I'm in the strip club at 13 years old. I'm a mom at 15. So you you just kept coming back. You're like, shit, if I can get money here, I'm just going to keep coming back. I kept going back to get money, but I never really liked it. Like I was never one of those girls that felt like, ooh, this is exciting. I felt like it was a shame that I was doing that at, at 13, but I didn't have a choice. Like there was no mom and that the boyfriend my mom left me with was not a man. So I'm really, I'm really living with a little boy and trying to figure out how to eat. And so what happens is that I end up dating someone that kind of like took care of me at 13, 14, and I got pregnant. So when I got pregnant, I'm like, I didn't care about what my mom or what the world thought. I felt like here's my opportunity to keep this man by having his baby. See, there's a whole nother world that you may not know about, Clever. <laughs> well, uh, you know, surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, Stormy, um, and you're right, like I, I can't connect to all that. Yeah. 
but there, I grew up in a part of Mesa, Arizona, where I was one of three white guys. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was Hispanic, mm-hmm. and we didn't have a lot of money, so it was a it was a poor area. But I was on the better end of the poor area, mm-hmm. and my parents always did well enough to where we had food and stuff, but like nothing extra. But I would hang out with all, all all the guys that were running and all the little gangs, and so I saw a guy get killed in front of me. Okay, you know, so I saw some of that. Um, uh, just a lot of you know, dumb shit. I sold drugs. I started- But don't those I, things change who you are? Yeah, I started doing drugs, selling drugs at a very early age. So like there was elements of it, but not the same. Exactly. I mean, yeah, of course same. not, but just just yeah. if you could think about that, if that becomes a part of your, your life journey, it has to change who you are. And yeah. that's why, you know, like to this very day, I tell people like, like I am not going to be a victim under no circumstances. Uh, to nothing, to my life experiences. And so I've always been a hustler, always. But I was always looking for the right product, the right service, the right opportunity. And I didn't know how to seek it. So I had to, of course, I ended up dropping out of school in the ninth grade. I, I became a teenage mom. Mm-hmm. And so here I am with a, a ninth grade, really an eighth grade education because I, I dropped out two weeks in the ninth grade. So imagine not having the understanding of the bare, really basics of life because you stopped going to school in ninth grade. So that's what that was my story up until around the age of like 18 between having my 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 son dropping out of school I had my second daughter by the time I was 19 I'm still a stripper I'm thinking that this is going to be my destiny I'm just going to always be somebody's baby mom or a stripper but then I changed my environment that's why I always tell people it is so important that we constantly get around new environments to expand our mind and I never forget I read um this book at 19 years old it was called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and Dennis Kimbrough. And when I read that book, that's when my, my my paradigm started to shift. And I started to think, okay, wait a minute. It didn't say go get an education and be rich. It said think. And so as I read it, that's when I learned about, you know, the, the, the decision making and how to, you know, get around the right people, how to speak affirmations, how to think about your the end and the beginning. And, and just learning uh, non-traditional things like even network marketing is, I believe, what makes me so special and so different because I could have used my beginning to, to make myself be somebody that makes excuses. But instead, I, I got in network marketing and that's when everything really changed for me. So how, how did you get into network marketing? So you you're, you met somebody who pitched you? Because like, here, here's the thing with network marketing, right? Because okay. there's so much around it, like um, uh, the reputation of network marketing is like, hey, let's launder money amongst friends, oh right? My. It's like, let's go and recruit all our friends, our family. We're going to get them all to buy in but nobody's really making money, but we're like recruiting everybody. Is it like, are you just walking into like someone just doing like a pitch to you and immediately you're like, I'm, I want to do that. Like, how did you, you get what I'm saying there? So first of all, so that, I'm happy you said that, that understanding is not true. That's a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme because there's no exchange of products or services, just money being exchanged. That is like not legal. That's dangerous. That's when you got to be careful. Um, and that's why people get in trouble. As you know, there's some things going on now. Mm-hmm. But my real income, my claim to fame before I invested in that program that a lot of people invested in is multi-level marketing through selling products. So what I love about network marketing is that you know your personality. I love health and wellness. I'm 43 years years young. My mom, she died at 61. Uh, she wasn't healthy. You know, I, I say to myself these days that I believe my mom killed herself. She had very poor eating habits, very poor sleeping habits. She used drugs. So she slowly but surely was killing herself. And so I love energy supplements, uh, focused medicine and pills and 
fruits and vegetables and, and cleansing your system. And so I'm in a company that we actually, you pay for a product. And because I brought you on as a friend, a family member into my business, I get a percentage of all the products you buy. That's different than you give me some money and I give you some more money. Yeah. I'm exchanging a product Because a lot of money. people, I mean, that is the misconception. And I, and I used to have that. Before I met a lot of great network marketers that were doing really great things and helping a lot of people. Exactly. I mean, like, to me now, network marketing is one of the best forms of mentorship. Yes. It's one of the best vehicles for people that maybe are uh, forgotten about or sidelined in life or have had some things where people don't uh, give them the opportunity or, or the Or, because that's, that's another misconception, very successful people that are smart and understand leveraging their networks and bringing on another stream of income those are the type of people yes. that get in multi-level marketing as well. Yeah, and I was going to get there. Okay, good. Yeah, I was going to get there because once I turned the corner and I really realized like, oh, wow, the power of word of mouth marketing is the most powerful type yes. of marketing. Uh, and as long as you have a great product or service yes. behind it, because yes. that was always my hang up is like, oh, so you're going to get me, you're going to recruit me to go recruit people. Yes. You're not really recruiting me to use the products and services. Uh -huh. So I love that. So you have been, have you been with multiple network marketing companies or- so the, have you been I've with been the same in, one? I've been in six for within the last. I've been in network marketing for almost fifteen years. I've been in six companies, um, but my company that I'm in now, I, I, next this November will make ten years. I've been in the same company for almost a decade. Talk to me about the money. Talk to me about ten years <sighs> deep. Like, what am I making? Am so I? I'm making... gonna be honest with you. You know, you know, we're not supposed to make any income claims, but I, I'm gonna claim my income, and I want to share with people like the power of network marketing because I don't know your income. But not many people have made, I've made over $51 million in the last almost decade. 51 mm. earned income. That Say I don't that have again. to, not Say like that your again. money. That's some, that's some serious. Yeah. So, money. so honestly, like network marketing, once you get it, it's easier than traditional businesses because you're not putting a lot of risk to get the reward. So, my overhead every month is 130 bucks. But I, I mean, my biggest month in network marketing, I made $3 million in one month. My biggest year was $21 million. However, a lot of work, home parties, networking, meeting people, traveling, sacrificing time away from the family, but it's not a lot of risk for the reward. So, I mean, $51 million, I got 38 people that I've coached to multi-millionaire and millionaire status. One of my top earners is a, a, a little black girl who graduated from Howard University that, that did hair. She made $8 million with me in the last seven years. Another one of my top income earners, because people think that you make all the money. No. One of my top students is a little Latina girl from Dominican Republic. She's made, actually, I called her the other day, and I'm doing a network marketing thing. She don't know I have her on speakerphone. I'm like, how much did you make in the last, you know, seven years with me? She goes, hold on, let me see. And I hear her logging in. She goes, coach, I said, did you, did you make $16 million? She's like, no, I only made $14 million from Dominican made. Republic. Wow. So, so it's, you know, you pay taxes, yep. you have to be a leader, you have to have consistency and you have to care about people and you have to, you know, grow as a person and you have to sell products. And so network marketing is very much a very viable business. I pay seven figures a year in taxes. So it's, people think it's not a real business, but no, I pay taxes too. So the stormy that started, the way you thought, thought about money, relationships, networking, business, strategy systems process all of that how did how has that changed over the years like because obviously i can tell you put in a tremendous amount of personal development from reading that book to the person you are now coaching all of these successful women through their process because entrepreneurship is very difficult mm -hmm. 
even, you know, uh, I could hand you the greatest system in the world, but if you have mental blocks and not able to get out of your own way, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to really leverage it. So what, what are some things along the way that maybe you can share with young network marketers and young entrepreneurs that really helped you kind of grow from a personal development standpoint? Yes. Um, so, so my first book was, like I said, Think and Grow Rich. But I, I, I know Jim Rome. I know Napoleon Hill. I know uh, Les Brown and, you know, the Eric Worries and the Grant Cardones and the Cody's of the world. And so I've always been into personal development once I got exposed to Think and Grow Rich. I, Tony Robbins, I've, I've been a Tony Robbins platinum partner. I, I wake up every day and I'm going to learn something new every day. But before we get to eight o'clock, I've learned something new every day. And so one thing that I've learned is that when you really don't understand business, when you hear words like scaling and systems, that will scare you away um, because that scared me away in the beginning. I did not start off in multi-level marketing as a business professional that understood business and all of that. No, I started off as a hustler, somebody that said, okay, Okay, you give me this product and you need me to sell this product. And if I sell this product, I paid $75 for it or 50 bucks for it. You're going to pay me double on that product. So I've really always been in retail. And so I would tell that that starting entrepreneur or someone who doesn't understand entrepreneurship, that it's really about your hustle in the beginning. Like in the beginning, it starts off as a hustle. But as you elevate and you get around the right people and you grow, then you start to learn, okay, a system is something that saves yourself time, energy, and money. Oh, okay. So a system is something that not only I can do, but I can show you to do it too. So it's not about understanding really the depths to me of anything in the beginning. It's about, do you want change? Are you going to become the person that you need to become? Are you going to do what you got to do in order to have what you need and what you want in life? And so it's really about seeing the end in the beginning. Um, I believe in mentorship wholeheartedly. I do. I think that, especially in my culture and in a minority culture, whether that's black or Latino, anybody that's not wealthy to me is a minority. You could be white too. Okay. But I believe that you need a mentor. Like the shortcut to success is really mentorship. And there's three things that I tell people. Either you pay your way into good relationships you serve your way into good relationships or you earn your way. And when you get to the top, you do all three. And the top is anywhere different than where you once were. You can feel like you're at your top. I can feel like I'm at my top, long as it's different from when and where we once were. And so I think that when people understand that and you continue to get around the right people and, and just for me, like failure or being normal or not having freedom is like not an option. Like it's not. And so... um, when I look at everything that's happened, even in the last 10 years, it was because I made a decision to become the person that I needed to become in order to live this life. So I tell people, like, don't worry about not having all of the skills in the beginning. It's the I will over the IQ that makes a big difference. That was a beautiful answer. Yes, thank you. It really you. was. That thank was great. You. Yeah. Thank you. Keep it simple yep. in the beginning. Yeah. Yep. All right. So now you're starting to make some money. Obviously, you're, you're you know— I look, I look at your life and I'm like, damn, she lives life full out. Like yes. you got all the nicest stuff. Um, how has your relationship with money changed as you started making it? And how do you think about spending money right now? Like, are you investing your money? I know you've made some investments with Grant Cardone. I actually got to hang out with you at Grant's office one day. Yep. Um, I know you put a lot of money into that. I know you tried some other things that yeah. might not have worked that maybe we can unpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, what was some of your first investments? What are some of the better things you've done? What are some of the not so good things that you've done with your money that you kind of look back now and you're like, oh, that was stupid. Yeah. Okay, so for me, like, and, and I know that, I don't know what your philosophy is on this, but like Grant doesn't believe in paying off your house, right? 
me in particular, I believe in paying off my house. Like I'm that little black girl that every other year we were moving because my mom couldn't pay the mortgage. She figured it out how to get in. And that was back, you know, think about it. I'm, I'm 43 when I was living with my mom. That was 30 years ago, 35 years ago. Um, so she was able to get houses and then she'll file bankruptcy. And so always having to move was not what I wanted, you know, but I had to do it with my mom and go where my mom took me. And so the very first thing that I did was I paid my house off. So my family and I, we, we, we don't ever have to worry about being homeless. And that's, to me, that's like that, the first thing that I did. Um, the second thing that I did, of course, what, what most entrepreneurs should do is they should take care of their parents, you know. So my mom is deceased. I, I took care of her up until she took her last breath. Um, I held her hand up until she took her last breath. That was traumatizing for me. And so I, I made a lot of money in network marketing. But when I fell into a deep depression, I, I didn't know how to get myself back together. So I was broke for several years. And so one of my things that that I don't tell people a lot about, and I don't know, even know, know what's making me say this today, but when I buried my mom, I didn't put her name on her on her uh, her tombstone. And I buried my mom in a mausoleum. And so imagine your mom is in the mausoleum with like a Jane Doe. So the first thing that I did with my money after I got the house, or before I got my house, I put her name on the mausoleum. Um, and then I started to pay my dad. I put my dad, my dad's been on my payroll for, for almost 10 years. My dad doesn't work. He doesn't, he gets a new car every two, three years. He drives around big Range Rovers and he pays no bills. And I pay him to make sure I eat. He cooks and buys, buys the groceries. And so to me, that's important. Um, my kids, uh, my, my son is now 27. My daughter is 23. Um, they don't work for me, but, well, my daughter does work for me, but my daughter owns her own company. So she understands business. My son owns his own company. He understands business. And that came from them watching me. And I invested in a lot of things with Tony Robbins. And so I brought my son with me for two years on that journey. So he was able to grow. So that to me was a very proud investment. And then um, one of the things that I did, and I talked about this with you earlier before we got on camera, I, I bought a lot of jewelry. You know, as a black girl, you know, we, we feel like royalty. I feel like I'm an empress, a goddess sometimes. So I love a lot of jewelry. Like this is light work. Like I, I'm, I'm braced this up to here. I'm three necklaces, I'm big, you know, earrings. So I invested in a lot of jewelry. Uh, and contrary to what many people think, like I bought watches for $200,000 that's worth $400,000 right now. I bought watches for $100,000 that's worth $150,000 right now. I bought jewelry that has the paperwork that was $100,000 for this diamond that I could sell for, you know, $200,000. So that's not the best investment because I still pay for it every month with insurance, if you know what I mean. But I bought a lot of jewelry. And then I wanted something different because I realized that there's only so much bags and jewelry that you could buy. I bought a lot of bags. And then I learned more and more about real estate from people like you and Grant and Annetta Powell and Claudia Hibbert. And um, I, I never forget wanting to be in real estate, but I don't like being a, a, a house manager or what do you call it, a landlord. Oh my you God. You don't want to physically do the real estate, no. but you just want to invest in the real estate. I don't like the landlord thing. So I tried that. Yeah. And it was a very bad experience for me. Like, I forgot I had the houses. So I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 oh, yeah, I got to do actually like something with this house. No, like, no, no, listen. I had it. people moving, living in the houses, and I would forget to collect the rent. And then somebody, what, my assistant is like, I got an email about the tax. I'm like, taxes on what? Stormy, you making too much money. And she's like, you're making too you much own. money. Like, when you oh, forget well, about your, your rent income, you know, you're making too much money. You know what I mean? Network marketing takes very good care yeah. of me. But I'm, like, seriously, that's my story. Like, I get a tax notice. I'm like, what is this? And she's like, some house you own. I'm like, oh, crap. I haven't collected rent in a year. 
And so I, I realized that I didn't want to be a landlord. I want to be your tenant. You, oh, no. Yeah, that's, I'm that's not doing the, that's that ever best, again. That's, that's a sweet spot. That's like and winning so, the lottery. No, nah, I don't want to do that no more. So I got out of that. I sold those houses yeah. for dirt cheap. And then that's when I you know, met Grant. And I was hearing about how I could invest in these buildings and just pretty much collect the passive income. And so I, um, up until maybe a couple of years ago, was the number one investor in Cardone Capital. Yeah, you put a you put five million. Yeah, five million dollars, a lot of money. Yeah, a lot. Well, now when you were making that investment, so you see a guy like Grant online, you see a big persona. You're you you guys, you're lucky because you're both kind of from here, so you were able to like meet him and see see the offices and all that stuff. And but still, writing a five million dollar check, even in chunks, that's scary. That's a lot of money. How, so, how, what was the like vetting process or emotional process to do that? So honestly, for me. And I didn't share this beginning in the beginning of this conversation, but like I used to do scams back in the days. Like I used to steal people's identity when I was like 17, 18 years old. So that's still something that I know about. So you got 10 million in a bank account, you scared, especially when you know it's FDIC insured up to $250,000 because you know that you used to be the one that used to do the scam. So in your mind, deep down inside, you traumatized. Like, okay, I got to get rid of this money. There's too much money just sitting in the bank. And then- you talking about the IRS too. So my vetting process was, so he had an event. I'm not into real estate like that, but I wanted to catch his personality. I never forget, I bought my first ticket to go to Grant's real estate event. Didn't really care about it for $5,000. And first of all, I was impressed that he was a real person. And the person you got on social media, YouTube, Instagram was his same personality. I like real, raw, straight up people that don't try to be all like, what they're not. Like authenticity to me, you can smell it and mm. it's, it carries the highest weight. I don't like the fakeness. And so I just loved how he would curse. He would tell you about your behind and, and at the same time say, invest in this building. So I, I appreciated it. But I also met Elena. Then I met Brandon. And then I met Natalie because I wanted to know if this was as real as it appeared to be. And then I started to get on the calls and I got in his community and, and the people and I started to talk to people as I would go to his events. And one person said, yeah, I, I invested 10000 and I make this for the last few years. And one guy's like, I'm 21. And I, so I started to believe. And I also know that they thought I was a joke too. I, I don't think that Grant um, really thought I was going to make the $5 million investment. And so I like when people think that I'm not going to do what I'm going to do. I don't think you're going to invest $5 million in my opinion. <laughs> Yo, I, 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 I don't think she's going to do it. What do you guys think? You feel me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I, I, I wanted to prove to him that little black girls can make big investments. But I also, one day, um, I want to build my own subdivision. And I want somebody to manage my... I want to build the largest minority fund that ever hit the United States of America. And I want somebody to manage my fund as I help to raise the money from the community. So I wanted to also build would, that relationship for long-term gain. I, I think that is a fantastic mission. Thank you. And I can help you in a lot of different ways there, for Come sure. On. Yeah, I love that. Thank I, yeah, you. I would yep. love to help that. Um, okay, so uh, you make the investment. What, what, how long ago did you make the, the oh. investment? And how much money are we making every month? So it's been about uh, three years. Okay. Um, I make like, all my money every month, like $26,000, $28,000 a month. Um, I love the, the the tax benefits from it because it does get some uh, appreciation value. And I also um, am waiting for, like, I'm 43. So one day I'm going to retire, one day. And I love that. I know that one day he's going to sell that building and I'm going to get a big payday. We mm -hmm. talked about this about maybe a year ago. And I remember he was like, you know, your $5 million buddy is like $7 million already. So I, that's, that's a win-win to me. 
So yeah. I love that. I love that exchange. And I think that it's very important that people like you and Grant talk about that a little bit more in a simplistic way so we can understand what that means. Because we, we, my community wants places to put money, but y'all talk so big sometimes, we don't know what y'all be talking about. I get it. Yeah, that does make sense. Well, well, well one, uh, I hope your investments go well. That's good that uh, you, you're putting your money in real estate. I love that because real estate's, the, to me, the best wealth building vehicle. Yes. Last year, I paid no taxes. Which is wonderful. You know, you make, if you make 10, 15, 20 million in a year and you pay no taxes, it's like making 30, 40 million in a year. Oh my God. So it's like, you really can go a lot faster when you realize that it's a game. It's, yes. it's just a big game and you got to play the game to win. And a lot of people don't, they play the game to make money, mm. but they're in the run, wrong vehicle mm. or they're putting their money in the wrong vehicle. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, and only certain types of real estate really give you the benefit, mm. right? You got to be in the commercial. You got to be in the multifamily. Mm -hmm. The little single family stuff doesn't doesn't get you there fast enough, See? right? So, um, thank you for that. But uh, okay, so and I know you made some not so, oh. but maybe not so great call. We still have hope. So there was a huge thing. Coffeezilla just came out with this big video, like it kind of hit the internet. Um, a lot of our friends got involved in this. A lot of people in network marketing got involved in this, but it's the trader's domain scam mm -hmm. or scandal. We don't mm -hmm. know if it's a scam, a scam. We don't even know what it is right now, uh, but Coffeezilla did this huge series of videos, all you know, kind of opening it up. And uh, I know you put some money into that. And essentially what that was is like a Forex trading, gold trading platform, platform that had two paths. You can either do the automated trading stuff or you can kind of have a little higher risk where there was like a, a guy trading on a daily basis, but the returns were stupid. And you would get this little app and you would be able to see every day these big boy returns, which when I got pitched it, right? Me right away, I'm like, my fucking Ponzi scheme. Like it didn't take me all but a third Did of a second. In? Hell no. Oh, you didn't get no. in. No, I didn't get in. But I'm a professional investor. I I invest my money. I I've made I've made some bad investments in the past where it was either very speculative or I had a lot of FOMO because all my friends were jumping in it. And I was like, oh fuck it. I'll put in a hundred grand. I'll put in two hundred grand. I never put in big boy money, but always enough significant money where I was I was like, okay, if this hits, it's going to do well. But if I lose it all, I'm okay. I had friends in this one put in 1 million, 3 million, 5 million. I heard you went in pretty big or at least enough to where you had some really good returns on the, on the app. Break down what happened. Tell your side of the story. I'm really curious from your perspective. Like, So many of our listeners reach out and they ask us how they can get involved in my actual real estate deals. Our investment firm specializes in finding deeply discounted properties, acquiring them, renovating, stabilizing both single family and multifamily properties all over the United States. That's why we're so excited to share with you clevercapitalfund.com. Now, if you have some investment capital and you want to deploy it and receive double digit returns back by real estate, then visit our website and see which fund is right for you. We have both equity funds and we have debt funds where you just get paid out every month like clockwork. All you got to do is visit www.clevercapitalfund.com today to learn more. What happened? So first of all, I am so happy that you asked me about this because I haven't addressed it. Um, and I think I didn't address it because I don't want to shed light on something that like my people don't know about, if you get my point. But I know that there's a lot of people in your network and that's going to see this that probably wants to know what happened. And I'm very honored to share. So which camera like looks right at my face? 
So this is for CoffeeZilla, okay? CoffeeZilla, you know, I respect that he put together this nice little video. It was beautifully edited and put together. But I, I, I will say this. I was not a agent or uh, a paid affiliate from um, Trader's Domain. So at first I was excited watching the video because I'm like, wait a minute, is this real? Was I in a Ponzi scheme? Okay, but when I watched the video and it got to me, he's like, and, and Stormy, Coach Stormy flaunts her lifestyle and bought this yacht. No, I bought my yacht for my network marketing money. Now, let's talk about how I got into Trader Domain. So I know a lot of network marketers that end up, you know, transitioning out of network marketing. And um, there's one particular person that I respect tremendously. And I'm not going to say his name because I don't, I don't know how involved or what really is going on. So I'm not going to even say his name. But I respect him. I trust him. And it would be hard for me to believe that this particular person really knew that we wasn't going to legitimately get our money every month. Like, I'm just not believing that. Even till this very day. Even though they're selling it as he was, like, in the scam. I just, I just don't believe it. And so when I first started, this was probably about six years ago. I was a part of Trader's Domain when it was called something else. I don't even remember. But I put in $250,000. And in like my first year, I think I made like $200,000 on that $250,000. So that to me, that was quite impressive. And, you know, as a network marketer, bringing in a lot of cash flow and a lot of things are paid off, you're looking for investments. So I was happy. My, my money did better than sitting in the bank. And then one day I get a phone call like, hey, uh, and I forgot the name of the company is now going to this larger platform. You can invest a million dollars, and if you're happy with the the return that you got on the 250, just imagine what the return gonna be on on a million. And so I got this millions of dollars in the bank. I'm like, let's go. And so I invested a million dollars, and I'm I'm looking on the app. I'm going crazy. I'm excited like everybody else. That million turned into like 1.5 million in like a month, maybe. Um, then it turned into like I, I wasn't looking at it because I didn't care to manage it. I just was happy, you know, I monitor it. And maybe in like two years, that one million that I put in probably turned into maybe three million. Um, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. That one million turned into like 30 million in one year. 30 million? On the app. It was 30 million. But hold on now, because I must, you know, I'm going to keep it 100. I pulled my initial one million. There was a time where, and this is true. There was a time where um, the money was coming like no problem. Like I pulled my one million. I know I a lot in. of people that pulled out a million, two million. So I got my million. initial investment back. However, my million, according to the app, I have forty million there. But I I pulled out my initial investment, and you know, of course, when I when my one million turned into uh, forty million, and I pulled out a million dollars, there's a few of my friends that I put on it. Yeah, but it wasn't for me making a percentage. Thank God, these are my real friends. They know that Stormy wasn't doing this for business. It was more so like. Let me hey, put you on. Like, this worked for me. Let me put you on. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. I remember there was a time where they was begging me. Listen to this. They was begging me to pull a million dollars a week. But I'm like, I don't want it. I Literally, and this is when the money was coming with no problem. And so one day, I'm like, let me see if I can get, let me get some more money. I didn't need it, but let me just get it. Because it's there. I'm looking at 40 million. Let me pull a million dollars and go shopping. And I pulled a million dollars and it's been a year now. It's been since last September. And I have not gotten no money since then. I was one of the people that was privy to have a private conversation with 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 Ted, mm -hmm. and who was the main trader, the main trader. Yeah. And I also understand how 
you can have so much going on and so much going on that you're not organized and it could be a mess. And that's kind of what I heard happen. Like it turned into a mess. People started to turn it into like a multi-level marketing company, signing people up, earning a percentage. But I just, you know, and I'm going to say it on camera for real. I just really believe that it's going to work out and we're going to get our money. There are people that I know that's still getting money right now. How long is it going to take? I don't know, but I, I'm still one of those people that got hope. So, so you got you got faith that that this thing can continue to work itself out and on the other end of I it. I spoke to Ted, you know, and I know he could be an asshole. I've, I've, I've excused my, my curse and I, I heard a couple we're, of things. We're pretty raw on this. Oh, we are? Oh, oh yeah, good. fuck yeah. yeah. I heard it, he could be, a, be an asshole. So I didn't experience that, but it's, you're getting threatened. And of course, there's a lot of people now. My heart goes out to people that left their jobs, sold their homes, Dudes that are raising their 401ks. Like, you know, I heard there's a lot of people that were like suicidal behind, like can't pay their mortgage because it was going perfectly for a long time. So definitely my heart goes out to those people that didn't have other things to make income with. But I just, I just still have faith and I just believe that it's going to work itself out. And I don't know if we're going to get all our money, but I just- So you don't, don't believe it was a Ponzi scheme at this moment? I did for a little bit. Cause when I started looking at the videos that Coffee's Little did, I'm like, this makes sense how easy would it be to create a system that's in a simulator? Like it started to make sense and I haven't gotten my money still. So I still haven't gotten my 40 million. I did put out my initial investment just in case they could show like I did. I, I was grateful. And again, I could show text messages when they, where they're begging me to pull a million dollars a week. But I'm thinking that this thing is legit. So in my mind, it's just like a bank account somewhere that's waiting on me to need the money. Because at one point you could get your money in 16 days. So I'm like, I get cash flow. I don't really, I don't have emergencies. So what, what's the big deal for me to need money? Yeah, let it keep multiplying. Let it keep multiplying. That's another thing. I wanted my money to multiply and compound. Yeah. So, but you know, lately there's been some new, new uh, developments and some new emails and some new logins that's been going out. And so I just believe it's, it's just so much money. I think, this is what I kind of think. I feel like they needed to catch up. I think, I feel like, that, you know, we had some very, nasty losing days and I feel like of course there were some things that, that got messed up with the, the paperwork I heard I don't know the details of that that's not my lane but I also know that if they stopped paying and 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 like not giving the money to people and they were able to trade your money and these people are the traders that they are for the last six months they I think they needed the time to raise more money to you get what I'm saying not to have to pay people to compound to be able to pay people I have heard and this is just secondhand hearing stuff that people have offered to come in and and pay things off or bail people out, like other companies trying to come in and like work with Ted. And and he said, no, I got this, you See? know, and I'm going to work this thing through. I don't need anybody's to come bail it out. We're going to, we're going to fix it. So I'm, I will be praying for all you guys because I have a <laughs> lot of people in this that are good friends of mine. It was probably one of the biggest tests of FOMO I've had in a long time. I almost wired a million bucks. Wow. I was close. I was close, you know, and I've had, I had two friends. When I heard about it, I was standing next to two people. Both of them wired a million dollars. We were all three. We kind of looked at each other when it happened. We said, look, let's go. Well, how long ago was and, this? And here's how, here's how my decision worked. This is 100% a Ponzi scheme, but I'm willing to gamble this million real fast. Let me see if I could throw it in there, make some money real quick and then pull it back out, get my principal back and then just play with house money. I'm glad I didn't do it for a couple of reasons. One, if it is a scam, uh, when the authorities come in, they're going to unwind all the money getting pulled out anyway. You know what I'm saying? They're mm -hmm. not going to let, I mean, like that's just how Ponzi schemes work. They just go to every, they crawl everywhere and just 
try and get whatever they can. So I'm really praying that it's not. I hope right. I'm wrong. Right. For, for 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 because it wasn't me. I could have lost a million bucks and I would have taken it on the chin. This is why I have a harder time with like some of the more professional investors bitching and moaning about it. It's like, motherfucker, you knew what you were doing. Like, you're not stupid. You're a pro. (laughs) It's the person that leveraged their last $3,000 and put it in and they're fucked now because they have no money and they're they're in a lot of pain. That's what I, that's where my heart goes out. And so I really hope that those people are allowed to continue to pull their money out until they get made whole. Mine too. Yeah. Too, and I, I hope it works out for those people. All right. So maybe we learned a lesson. Gambling maybe we get and, our money. And, and other things. You know, maybe we get our money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like, like, let's be more strategic with how we're going to place our money. Because yes. you're making it so well right now. And, and I think the reason that you're doing such a great job is you got, you're empowering so many women. Like you're in a lane, right? You're empowering so many minority women, specifically yep. minority women, yep. to to get into business to, to to make their first dollar and then scale scale their income. So what is it like what's the mission right now where you're at now? You're you're killing it and you're going live all these different times. You told me that you leave tomorrow to go to Africa. Mm. Like where's Stormy's like vision for the next few years? So so number one, my my goal is to stay excited about network marketing. You know, network marketing has allowed me to create financial freedom myself, you know, my, my daughter, for, for example, my daughter's biggest year at 21, in her entire life, this girl made 560000 her first year as a network marketer. And so I was burned out for like the last two years. So a lot of people to this day would say, you know, who bent me within the last two years when I asked them, what, what do they think I do? They're like, you're a life coach. No, I'm really a businesswoman that happens to be a multi-level marketing and life coaching comes with the territory because you got to help your people to stay excited. So number one, I I, I want to stay with my pulse in network marketing. Like that's my lane. Like, you know, real estate is your lane and you're like, you know, network marketing as a black woman for me to have led the charge and to have, I mean, when I first got in my company, our biggest year was 10 million. By the time I got in and, and enrolled, like I'm responsible for like, let's say 400,000 people in the company right now, the biggest, I'm the top earned. Your, your downline is 400,000? I'm, I'm the, I'm probably, let's say 100,000 people active, but I'm the highest income earner in the company. We went from doing 10 million a year to we did 400 something million dollars our first year. And I know like I'm a major, major part of that. And a lot of people made a lot of money from that. So to stay- Do you ever want to own the network marketing company? Or are you just happy <laughs> in your lane? So- I feel like I own my company right now without being stressed out. Like I'm not stressed out. My biggest stress is who's going to do the conference call tonight and what city am I going to go to next? I don't have to be in no corporate meetings. And so one day, you, of course, I feel like I will retire as someone that said that she owned a network marketing company because that's to me, that's legendary. Legendary is buying an apartment complex for a hundred and something million dollars. That's like yeah. Cody's doing his thing, you know? So it's like, it's certain things that I want to do to feel legendary. So one day, and maybe, or maybe my company owner be smart and offer me a percentage of the company that I'm in now. But um, so my mission is to be one of the most impactful women that ever lived while living a quality of life and doing whatever I want for myself and for others. Being able to do what I want when I want is like my thing. I don't ever want to do something that I don't want to do because I got to make some money. Um, my goal is to also bring 100,000 new people, customers and distributors, people distributing the products into my company within the next um, 90 days. A hundred thousand? A hundred thousand customers and distributors within the next 90 days. That's a, that's a pretty big goal. That is. How, how, would, how do you attack something like that? When, when, when you kind of are sitting there and you're like, you know what? I think I could do a hundred thousand new distributors 
in a couple months. How do you attack that? So first is, is my responsibility to be the leader, to be the example. You know, a lot of people, they, they try to count on other people or they want to encourage and motivate other people. I lead first. So I lead from the front. So my personal goal is to enroll 100 people in 30 days. But I also believe that each person is really 10 people. So I believe in multiplication, you know, not just addition. So I like to move fast. So we do a lot of things like this, you know, whether you want to realize it or not, your audience is going to see this and they're going to love me. They're going to be like, who is that girl? So I, I, I'll start getting people from your audience and people from my audience are going to see you and be like, hey, who's this guy? So getting on more podcasts, doing, you know, um, home parties again. Like I, I did a home party yesterday, well, last week, um, and I'm in a house, a living room with like 20 people. Like normally at my level, you're not doing little stuff like that. But I have a lot of compassion. I believe that a part of my um, goal and my my leadership example in this season is to never forget who I used to be. And the person I used to be is in the living room. She she don't have a, a Rolls Royce yet. She don't have a, a Patek yet. You know, she's still trying to figure out how to make her next $100. And I am willing to go to get those people. I'm willing to travel and do the little things, do the dirty work, but to be the example too. So that's, to me, I'm proud to know that, Stormy, you still make multiple six figures a month, but you're willing to do the things that people at your level don't normally do. Yeah, that's good. And I just believe that, that God going to give me the desires of my heart. The universe is going to conspire on my behalf to give me what I'm showing up to want. I love that. Um, switching gears to some personal stuff. I've been watching on social lately. You've been through quite a medical procedure. Yes. Like kind of, it's been fun because you've been so raw and authentic, just kind of like showing it all. Uh, you got some illegal butt injections back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So it's funny. <laughs> so it's, funny. it's funny that you're asking me this because let me tell you what happened yesterday. No, Saturday was so funny. So I go to one of my good friends' house that I met in network marketing. He goes, um, let me see your butt. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you showed everybody on Instagram. So I, I mean, hell, you might as well show me too. And I'm like, it's just a difference. And he's like, no, let me see. I want to see what it look like. And so listening to you is like, so let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about your let's butt Let's talk storming. about your butt story. What's it, going it, on? It's actually becoming Instagram famous. So, so it's like, <laughs> you know, I got to bring it up. So uh, what? first off, let's go back. Um, how old were you when you were like, you know what? I'm going to get the like most bootylicious booty in here. Yeah. And I know a guy down the corner, he's behind the Circle K. Oh he's got God. these injections. <laughs> I heard I could get a discount. You know, just throw a couple so, in there real quick. So let me tell you really, and I, and I want to say this because some people, somebody needs to hear this. And I'm be honest with you. Like, I don't care who judges me. I don't care what people think about me. Like, I think that's one of my superpowers. Like, I just, I'm unfuckwithable, like for real. Um, but I will say this just to clear up some misconceptions that people have. You know, when you're in a competitive world, it's like eat or be eaten, for real. And so imagine, and this is the story I want to share with you so you can get it, so you can have a visual. So imagine being a stripper, like you make money off of your body. Do your body look good? Can I fantasize over you? Can I think that you're my wife one day? And can I pay you to give me this fantasy? So imagine you go to work one day and everybody's paying you. And it's like, yeah, you know. And then one day you go to work and your, your booty is the flattest booty in the building because all the girls, when they got these illegal butt injections. So literally, you go to work on a Thursday, everything is fine. And then Friday night, all the girls getting all the money and nobody wants to dance you. And you're like, what is going on? You never heard of butt injections. It's like something that just came out of nowhere. And so the truth is, all the girls were super fine. And, and I'm standing there like, what is going on? And so the buzz started to go around that, hey, is this these butt shots, this, this medical grade silicone that so-and-so around the street at the Circle K 
can come to your house and do it. And I'm like, I don't give a damn what it is. I'm never doing that. I'm like, I'm never. Week two, week three, I'm broke. My checks. I mean, I can't take care of my kids. Like, I'm going to work. It's like I'm going, you got to pay to be a dancer. So you, you pay tip out. So you're paying your $150 and you barely going home with $200. Like, that's a problem. And so one day I'm at one of my, my, my friend's house and he's a gay guy and and um, I'm watching him. He's laying on this bed and this lady has this clear bottle with this clear stuff in it. She got her, please don't judge me. She has her crazy glue, like real like crazy glue, the yep. green crazy glue with the red top. You know what yep. I'm talking about? She has her crazy glue, her clear medical grade silicone, her cotton balls. And I'm literally sitting there and I watch her take the syringe, pull out the, the, the medical grade silicone, and I watch my little gay friend butt go from pancake flat, like kind of flat, to like big. I watched this happen. I watched her put the cotton balls and he didn't he didn't cringe or, or flinch or act like it was no problem. And he got off that bed fine. And I'm like, oh, that's all you got to do, you know? And he, you know, she told him, hey, go take a bubble bath and in about two hours and it's going to soak off and you could go do your business. You you back to life. I'm like, wait a minute, no downtime. You know, I just got to pay. I think I, I paid like $500 or something, $1,000. Each cheek was a couple of shots. And it's like, it's so crazy. 500 bucks a cheek? You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So, so you literally... I did it. I was 23 years old though. No, I, it was 23 years ago. Yeah. I did it. My daughter, I, I know the time because my daughter was just born and she's 23. So it was 23 years ago. And so I did it. So wait, are you like rolling in the next day to the strip club? Just like, oh man, oh, I went shit. to work the next day and, and I was getting all the money. So it was beautiful. Everything was perfect um, no, for like 10 years. No side effects initially, none of that? In like two weeks, I had a little infection and I didn't want to go to the hospital because I was embarrassed. I was like, how do I go to the hospital and tell the doctors I did this? So I just, I, I did my own homemade remedy and it fixed right back up. And um, it's funny telling you this story. <laughs> and I went to work and everything was fine. And like 10 years later is when I started to have some problems. It started to like get deformed and all kind of, I didn't have pain. And it was just not something that I was proud of. It was not aesthetically pleasing. You could feel the lumps. So in relationships, you got some insecurities. I don't believe insecurities can ruin a lot of things. And so I've been looking for a doctor for a long time. Um, a lot of doctors would turn me away and they'll say, don't do it because it's dangerous. And it is removing, like I could have died. People don't realize like it's a blessing that I'm alive for real because it's a very serious procedure. They, they, they cut off like three pounds, like, like three and a half, uh, a pound and a half from each butt cheek. Yeah. And they literally tested the foreign object. It's considered a foreign object. And it, it was like um, um, mineral oil. So it wasn't medical grade silicone. You know, you got people that have injected fixer flat into people's butts. Like it's really a serious thing that a lot of black, definitely a lot of black and Latino women have done. And so for me to get it removed, it's like, I feel like a part of my my soul came alive. I feel like a whole new person. I, I'm, I, my butt works like normal now. I worked out for the second time today. I'm excited about it. And now it's it's been... Uh, three months and I'm, I'm I'm healing very well and I'm grateful that I was able to do wow. the procedure. It was very serious though. I, I'm like, uh, just like picturing this underground market of like them just like getting like whatever they can, like fix a flat shit. And yeah, it's true. <laughs> throwing it in there. Whatever they can put in there. Yeah, that's wild. Well, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Uh, but now you're happy. I'm very You're feeling happy. good. You're back to working out. And uh, the thing I, I think I respect the most about it all um, is that you shared it as you went through this journey because there's a lot of people that, 
have either considered doing it or have done it. And now they got to go through something similar, right? Yeah. You know, I, for, me, for me to um, tell everybody about it, the number one reason really was because I, I'm, my goal is to not have like a big ego. Egos causes a lot of problems for a lot of people. And so my goal is to not really care about what people think. And I also know that there's a lot of people that's going to have to have the procedure. And like, if you don't go to the right doctor, you could be deformed and it's not beautiful. It's not a pretty thing. It's not like a liposuction. This is like cutting away at, at your butt. So I wanted to share with people like the right way to get it done, the right doctor and to let people know like this is not something that people are still doing it like right now. Like it's not a thing of the past. This is a thing that people are currently doing but it's very dangerous. And so... So your recommendation is don't do it. If you're going to do it, do a BBL. Don't do illegal butt shots. So anybody watching this, do not do illegal butt shots from the man at the Circle K around the corner from the house. Whatever happened to your little gay friend? My gay friend still has it. He wants to get his removed. So he's working on that too. But he has some, some complications as well. It could turn into very serious complications after 10 years. It's serious. Damn. Yeah, All serious. Right. Well, now we know the right way to... Get that bootylicious booty. Yeah. We, we know we, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to do it right. We're going to do it. We got to do it right, Stormy. <laughs> Please, everything you do. That's what I tell right. all my, my uh, mentoring students in real estate. I'm like, quit trying to cut, cut corners. Let's go. Do it right the first time. Because everything you do wrong, you're going to end up having to go back and fix it anyway. That's right. Yes. That's right. Do it right. All right. So, um, uh, kind of just, uh, you know, rapid fire, right? And we're, we're going to end this thing strong. So rapid fire, what, what's some of the best advice you give your new coaching students that maybe cut a check to get some proximity to you? There's new in network marketing. Like what's one of the f first pieces of wisdom that you would hit them with? You know, I, everybody has to have a goal. Like you have to begin with the end in mind. And so, you know, people don't talk about goals a lot anymore, but I believe that you should always have a goal, but you also must know that everything big was once small. Don't, don't come over here, you know, trying to be stormy in two weeks. You know, like it is a true process, but the goal is to be here one year from now. Whether you're in my mentorship program, just stay the course and grow every single, single day. Have incremental growth and just know that it, it takes time. And if you're willing to stay in the right environment, but apply the, the information, the knowledge and turn that into wisdom that's, that's, that's taught to you, you could be a Stormy Wellington and more than me, you know, one day. And so I just tell people to stay in the right environment, you know, be very careful with the things you speak and the things you consume and and just be be patient. But know that mentorship, like I would not be the woman I am today if I did not have somebody that told me you could do better. Here's a way to do better. And here's an easier way to do it. And and if I could do it, you could do it too. You could borrow somebody's belief as well. Who, who's some of your mentors right now that you go to that that you really respect their their advice. Jack Fallon, the owner of my network marketing company. Um, John LaCari, the CFO of my network marketing company. Um, to this very day, I still, so I don't know if you know Miles, you know, late, the late Miles Monroe. He's a very powerful pastor. He's deceased. I still listen to his YouTube videos. Um, I still love Grant and Elena Cardone. And um, they're in real estate. Uh, but I, I mainly now have have learned a lot through watching YouTube videos. There used to be a point in time where I had a real mentor that we would sit down, but I don't really have that person in my life no more. I have people that I learn from um, on YouTube through books. It's a lot of people. I'm, um, I, I love Joe Dispenza. I'm on to Abraham Hicks, you know. So I, I use YouTube a lot to yeah. learn a lot. That's good. Um, what would you say somebody new that's coming into money, they got a lot of friends and family that uh, kind of feel entitled or like, you, like almost like... Like they want to be taken care of immediately. How would you 
what advice would you give to that new network marketer that's finally crushing it? Go take care of everybody. Keep your, like, you know, like a lot of people let, let, like eliminate the negativity in their circles and they have to go through this process of like, Hey, it's not my responsibility to take care of every single person in my world. How do you think about that? And what advice would you give somebody Mm -hmm. that's really starting to pop off in network marketing? You got to be careful because you know, easy, sometimes it can seem like easy come, easy go. And um, people do have a strong sense of entitlement, especially when you're coming into some new money. And especially when you you believe that residual income is going to continue and it's never going to stop. I remember when I was making $3 million a month. I'm not making $3 million a month anymore. So to me, you have to be careful with the people that you give your money to. Because I also believe that money has an energy. You give your money to the wrong person and it could disappear. And so you can't keep giving money to people that don't earn it. It's something my dad taught me when I was probably like nine years old and it changed my life as a, as a kid and I use this to this very day. Money is to be earned. Money is an exchange of goods and or services. So if you're not exchanging goods or services with me, why should I give you some money? I'll take care of my dad. I'll take care of my mom, but she's deceased. I'll take care of my son. He's only nine. Um, but even my kids, that's 23 and 27. No, we all have to work. For what we want, we have to find ways to earn it, whether it's through real real estate, network marketing, traditional business. You shouldn't want nobody to to continue giving you anything because that puts limitations on you. So as a network marketer, I think that you should, number one, always invest in mentorship. Always. Um, If I had a, a, a person in my company that was doing better than me, I would invest in that person's mentorship, too. But I'm the one in my company doing the best. So I listen to the owner of the company because one day I want to be the owner, you know. So, you know, invest wisely because it it could go away. And I think that's even what's happening right now in the world. People are so afraid of each other and people still have that, that COVID mindset and that scarcity mentality with this whole recession talk. We have to make sure that money is being multiplied or it's going out and coming back with some type of ROI. Always. What's the biggest mistake network marketers make? The biggest mistake, getting comfortable, I think. Um, And I'm talking about successful network marketers. When you start making money, you tend to think it's going to keep coming in. And I could tell you, you know, like I had got comfortable. And uh, the beautiful thing about me is that I could go back and get back the energy because I'm stormy, but not everybody has that. But regular network marketers, moving too slow. Like money loves speed. Like don't be an asshole. You know, just go. You know what I mean? Don't try to know everything. That's why in the beginning, what I love about network marketing, you don't have to have a system for real. Like, and, you know, network marketers like to talk about this is a system. But you know what my system was? Looking at my bank account, seeing how negative it was and wanting to put some food on the table for my kids. And I was told that I could sell this product and make 20 bucks. That was my system. I didn't have this, this internet system that clicked this and watched this. No, it was... Let me talk to you. You want to lose five pounds? Okay, I got something for you. You want to try it? Boom. It was the hustle. That was the system in the beginning. So don't try to learn everything. Um, as a business owner, there's a lot of things that you're going to make mistakes at. But that's why being, you know, relentless and having mentors and seeing the end in the beginning is going to help you to continue on regardless of what happens in the middle of getting to that next level. You can go back to your 12, 13-year-old self and give her some advice. What would you tell her? Keep going and keep growing. That's it. You got to grow no matter what. That's the number one thing I see with people. You got to keep growing. I grow every day. I read something every day. I listen to audios every, every day. Every day. It's not a day that goes by 
that I don't learn something new every day. So I think that you got to keep going, but you got to keep growing. Don't just go and not grow. I love that. You said a couple of things there towards the end that I think are in, extremely important, especially in the business world. So many people are so slow to make decisions, <laughs> so slow to take a step forward, so mm-hmm. slow to make the call or to cut something off. They're just, they're just slow. Yep. And you got to go fast. You said money loves speed. Money loves I speed. love that. And I love that you got to grow every single day. So that, day. that was great advice. Yes. I'm glad that we were able to get some of your time. Why are you going to Africa? I, my family lives there. Um, it's a very spiritual place. It's the roots. And um, I'm going, I'm, I'm bringing my, my daughter. And my goal is to get back grounded. You know, I have an event every year called The Awakening. Um, it's my 10th one. At least 19 women come to The Awakening Suicidal. And so the awakening means the art of suddenly becoming aware of something. A lot of us don't know what we don't know, but we think we know. So I don't know what I don't know, but I'm going to find out when I get to Africa. Whatever it is, who knows? Well, I have no doubt knowing you that you're going to come back strong, even more powerful than you already are. So I'm excited to, to, to meet that version of me Stormy too. as well. Me Thank too. you for coming on the Clever Investor Show. How do people get a hold of you? And, and if they want to get involved in your network marketing business or just get coached or be around you, what's the best path for them? I'm, I still love Instagram. You, you go to Instagram, I'm Coach Stormy with the Y on Instagram or stormywellington.com. You can find me either two places. You going to get into some real estate deals with me? I, you know what? I, I want to, but I, I let me just tell you my whole goal. My goal is not just to give money this season around. Um, I want to learn a little bit more about like the commercial real estate. Like I don't ever want to own one door, but I really want to create a huge hedge fund that somebody manages and we buy an apartment complex. Like, okay, Stormy, you 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 get you come with a hundred million. The building is one hundred fifty million, but you need to raise hundred million because we could do like I really want to do that, but I want to do it at returns that is exciting and enticing. I'm going to introduce you to one of our previous guests, my multifamily mentor and one of my favorite people. You might've already met her. She was at the same event as us. Her name is Vina Jetty. You remember Vina? Yeah, Vina. Vina. That's Pace's Pace's girl. That's Pace like good friend, right? So I introduced Vina to Pace. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm like the great connector in this space, you know? And so uh, I am going to make sure that you guys, when you get back from Africa, that you guys have some time to to bro out a little bit because I think that there's some synergy there. I love your mission because um, I put Veena on in this space. I got her into the the education side of things. I introduced her to Pace, to Grant, to everybody. Wow. And um, it's it's been great to watch her just absolutely grow. But she's on a mission to help minority women be empowered and get into real estate. And I think there's, with your wow. fund, I think there could be some really great synergies. I, I You're both power, very powerful women. I think you do some real good damage. Together. Yes. Okay, yeah. please. I would make, I, you know, I have her number. I'm going to text her. I didn't okay. even know she did that. Oh, yeah. She's the best. I'm on it. I'm going to make sure it happens. Come on. Thank you. And uh, guys, listen, go follow Stormy. Support things that she's doing. And, uh, you know take this advice that you learned in this podcast and actually apply it to your life because there was a lot of great gems dropped in this. And as usual, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share this episode with some friends. And until next time, we're out of here. Take care. Comb your hair. Peace. Hey, Cody Sperber, the original Clever Investor, host of the Clever Investor Show podcast. And I'm shooting this ad right now to let you know that this podcast exists. It's finally out and we have some amazing guests. So please, I'm begging you. Can you just come and give our podcast a listen? I've been doing real estate for a really long time. I've accessed some of the coolest people in the world. We were having all these amazing conversations and I'm like, what are we doing? Let's record this and actually put it out on a podcast. But the problem is 
I have to let people know about it. That's where this ad comes in and this is where you come in. You're gonna be able to learn from successful entrepreneurs, get in-depth interviews from amazing leading experts. You're gonna learn real estate investing strategies and tactical training strategies that work in today's market. We're going over market analysis and different market predictions. You're gonna be able to engage in an awesome community. And we go into some pretty deep dives on the mindset of what it takes to win the game of money and in life, plus lots of bonus resources and exclusive content. So what you're gonna to wanna to do right now is click the link that you see on your screen and give the show a subscribe today. We have amazing guests like Ken McElroy and Robert Kiyosaki and Wes Watson and Pace Morby and Jamil Damji and Vina Jetty and a whole host of amazing men and women entrepreneurs that you're gonna to love to learn from and get to know. So what you wanna do right now is click that link and give the show a subscribe today.